0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This episode is going to be about training a little bit. We're going to talk about full range of motion, the importance of it, and actually some things that are shortcomings with focusing on a full range of motion in your exercises. Um, Of course, it's a very important part of training to have good, proper range of motion, uh, perform exercises correctly with good form. And um, I'd say it's one of the first prerequisites of making progress and having good training, but it can hold you back in certain scenarios. I'm going to talk about those today. Um, Of course, that doesn't overshadow the importance of focusing on good proper mechanics, doing exercises correctly, and training with good programming. If you need any help in your own programming, um, need ideas for workout programs, splits, or um, how to structure your goals for your main goal in fitness, you can reach out to jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. I always put that in the description of the podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode and let's get started. Alright everybody, so I do think it is very important to kind of start this episode where I'm talking about shortcomings of full range of motion, mentioning how incredibly important it is to perform exercises correctly and focus on full range of motion. Just because I'm doing an episode on the shortcomings and kind of where it holds you back in your whole progress in fitness and training doesn't mean it's not an important aspect. And like I said in the intro, it's a prerequisite to progress, I think. It's super, super important to perform exercises correctly. I recommend everybody, if they're just getting started training, hire a trainer, a coach, or somebody who is very experienced in training to teach you exercises even on machines with proper form and technique because it's a slippery slope once you start doing things wrong, build those mind-muscle connections in the wrong way, and you could even get yourself hurt doing that in some more um, compound barbell exercises. So proper form is really important, and full range of motion is essentially getting the most progress out of each weight that you possibly can, Right, which is why it's so important. You could keep adding weight to the bar in a bench press, but if you're only going down to 90-degree elbows and not to your chest, it's only gonna be so effective, right? You could get much more progress out of 135 going to your chest than you would going to 185 halfway down. You might as well keep yourself injury-free and healthy and get the most progress out of lower weight by doing a full range of motion with controlled eccentric and concentric contractions. So lower the weight under control, explode it up under control, Use a full range of motion and you will get the best bang for your buck. Something like a squat, for example, has the potential to hit almost every muscle in your lower body, your hamstrings, your quads, your glutes, your hip flexors, um, even your calves to a certain extent. It has the ability to grow the entire lower body if it's done in a full range of motion with control and proper form. So I think it's important to start with that because that is the goal for just about everything proper range of motion proper exercise technique and execution and you know don't just focus so hard on adding weight to the bar and picking up heavier dumbbells and moving the pin down the stack on the machine that you ignore proper exercise technique full range of motion very very important can't be overlooked However, there are some shortcomings, which I want to do this short little episode on today. There's three of them that I have. Two of them are quite related to each other. And really, this is for the people who focus so much on good form and full range of motion that they're missing out on other things, right? There's a balance. It's a delicate thing here where you don't want to be a perfect, perfect form person where you're leaving stuff on the table. You also don't want to be so sloppy that you're leaving stuff on the table by not having good form. So the first shortcoming of full range of motion is you're leaving effective reps uh, in the tank, maybe a little bit more than you should. And what I mean by that is, let's take a lat pull down for instance. If you're doing a lat pull down, pulling the bar down to your chest, touching your chest every rep, that would be what I would consider a perfect rep of lat pull downs, full shoulder, um, I mean, your shoulder extension at the top, so fully extended arms and all the way down, touching the lat pull-down bar to your chest every rep. That's full range of motion, perfect range of motion. Now, as the set gets harder and harder, maybe you're on rep eight, nine, 10, you start struggling to bring that bar down to your chest. If you get to just below your chin, maybe you stop the set because you no longer have perfect range of motion. You can certainly progress that way, But as far as back growth is concerned, um, you're better off in my opinion in this specific example having a full range of motion like range where anywhere below the chin is considered full range of motion and you can squeak out three, four more reps with slightly shorter range of motion. The benefit you're gonna get from those three, four reps is definitely going to outweigh the benefit you get from getting that extra two inches down to your chest. Now you don't want to be jerking the weight and throwing your body back, trying to get the bar down. That's where that balance and kind of delicate balance comes into play. But you don't want to be so concerned with proper technique that you're leaving reps on the table. Back exercises are a perfect example of this. I think biceps are also a good example of this, where you know you could get a tiny swing with your with your whole body, a little bit of Momentum to swing the dumbbells up and get two or three more reps at the end. Lateral raises—you could rock your body a little bit to raise those arms a few more times to the side. You don't want to do this in things like squats where you're bouncing out of the hole, or deadlifts. Any lower body exercise that's not usually a good thing, and even pressing—it's not great because your forms is going to go to complete garbage really, really quick. Um, but for pulling movements, it is um, really good. I think you can be, I hate to use the word sloppy, but you can slop up the technique just a little bit and get more effective reps out. You have to train long enough to know when to do this though, so I always recommend the full range of motion, picture perfect reps first, maybe for the first year or two, and then you start to learn how to um, kind of work in a little bit of controlled slop, we'll call it, to get extra reps and effectiveness out of every exercise. If you do this, though, it's important to have like a standard so you know your progressions are accurate throughout the week. What I mean is um, you're doing bicep curls, for example, and swinging the dumbbells a little bit on the last two or three reps. Make sure it's a similar amount of swing and only for the same amount of reps every time. So you don't um, week one swing for two reps and then week three you want to progress so you swing for four and then by week four or five you're just making crazy momentum with your body to move heavier dumbbells than you're able to move. Well, that's what we don't want. What we do want is a little bit of extra reps squeezed out in the same way every week and we increase the weight from there. And the second thing that is a shortcoming of full range of motion and is kind of related to this last one I talked about is a decrease in intensity is very, very possible. If you're so focused on full range of motion that you are, again, leaving something effective on the table because you're scared to go heavy, you're not pushing your body to um, you know max effort levels. You're definitely leaving something on the table. So, we don't want to. Uh, I'll use an example of, let's say, a squat, because that's where people really cut range of motion, of motion short. In my experience, you can do a full range of motion, you know, hamstrings, a calf squat, all the way down to the ground, and, um, you know, squat back up again. If you're so focused on getting that perfect depth every time that you never increase the weight, because you're just working on that range of motion all the time, uh, it's definitely going to hold you back. You do want that full range of motion even with heavier weights, but don't let the effectiveness of full range of motion take away from the necessary thing of progressive overload you need for training. Just because you're doing exercises properly, getting a lot of tension, that doesn't mean you can't get by without increasing the weight. A four-inch of motion bench press with 135 will only work so long, you're gonna to have to add weight eventually. Keep the range of motion how it should be, I'm not saying get sloppy and cut things short to add weight. Uh, this is again where that balance comes in, but you will need to um, still have progressive overload in your movements. So I see this often in things like, oh man, barbell rows, back exercises, sometimes squats. Things where it's really easy to get a little sloppy, you see people just never add weight. Do the same weight week in and week out. Biggest tip I can give, have a log book, have an app, use the notes app on your phone, something to record the weights that you're doing and increase those week over week so you're not being so strict about form that you never progress. And the next shortcoming, the last one I'm going to talk about today for full range of motion is A failure to work on your weaknesses and um, we'll call it just micro-focuses in your training. So what I mean is, of course, full range of motion is important. I talked about that at the beginning and in the intro. It's the necessary thing. So if you're an athlete or something, full range squats are going to definitely improve your athletic performance. But if your goal is to, for example, jump higher, There is certainly a lot of merit to things like box squats, even quarter squats, things that you're overloading the body in certain positions to improve performance in those positions. For your average everyday lifter, which is more likely you listening to this podcast and is definitely me, uh, it's going to be things like working on your weaknesses in a movement, uh, which might be partial range of motion for the exercise, but it does improve your strength and muscle overall. So, In a bench press, for example, if triceps are your weak point, always doing full range of motion bench presses where you're going all the way down your chest, you can only get so far because your triceps are going to hold you back on the lockout portion. So you're going to have to work in close grip bench presses, pin presses, um, slingshot presses, board presses, things like that, floor presses uh, to get your triceps overloaded and improve that weakness. If it's something like a deadlift and the lockout is where you fail, you get the bar off the ground but you can't get your hips forward, you just tend to drop it in the middle of the rep, you're gonna have to do things like block pulls or um, you know exercises with shortened range of motion to improve that area. It's a really powerful tool and uh, it's necessary for maximum strength potential in my opinion and like I said in my first example, for athletes because you can really specialize in certain things with athletes uh, that full range of motion isn't always going to give you. So for example, I think that box squat example is a perfect one. Uh, If you're wanting to jump higher, you're not always dipping down to a full range of motion squat when you jump, right? So doing something like a box squat where you're only going half or a third way down and then standing up with heavier weight is going to overload that portion where you need the performance increase the most. So don't become so married to full range of motion that you ignore some things like athletic performance and working on your weaknesses that could really take you further. So full range of motion is like the base. It's the main principle. And then you can work in specialized techniques from there um, with partials and partial range of motion. Uh, Now, I would do things like this kind of in phases, so if you do something like a board press or a... Pin press and for your bench press to work on your triceps. Only do it for, you know, four or five weeks and then go back to something full range of motion. You don't want to lose mobility or the range of motion for the whole exercise in a whole you're trying to improve. But those are some shortcomings of full range of motion. You can see I'm getting a little bit nitpicky. This is like, advanced training techniques here where you're trying to squeak out extra effective reps. You're trying to improve intensity just a little bit, add weight to the bar and improve weaknesses in your training. These are advanced techniques. If you're a beginner or even early intermediate, full range of motion should be the focus. So do exercises with the proper technique, full range of motion. Don't add weight until you're ready and every rep should look the same essentially. Um, and you, you know, up until the end, unless you're advanced, you can start throwing in a little bit more intensity at the end of your sets. It's a fun thing. I think it's fun to experiment with. I think the important part is to have a standard so every rep looks like X until you get to a certain point. Then it can look like Y but never get to Z, for example. Um, and these are some kind of the different training tools I like to play with. Now, if you need help with training, just reach out to my email, jordansoultsfitness at gmail.com. And um, back in the swing of podcasting here, we're going to start coming out with some more content, I believe, for um, the show and for Stoltz Fit as a brand and uh, trying to get some more um, mediums out like video, written word, social media, things like that to give more valuable information. If you like the show, be sure to follow it on Spotify. If you use Spotify to listen to podcasts, thank you so much for listening